Hello and welcome back to Speedrun, you bunch of gamers. Wow. I'm Jamie. I'm Jazzy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and, and joining I'm, us today... I'm Ashwin. Hello. 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 Ash, uh, would you like to tell us a little about yourself before we dive into today's wonderfully card game and motorcycle themed episode <laughs> yeah sure um i mean what kind of stuff do you want to know everything i mean what everything, everything. what's your oh, blood God. type uh i will i won't be sharing my social insurance number so i'm i'm sorry to disappoint <sighs> uh, damn you another name. um I, I already have a tracing of your apartment key so it's fine oh, i just no. need the name oh, God, i I'm have your credit card that. number but i need those three those three wacky digits on the back <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm uh, Ashlyn, also known as Arcade Ashlyn, soon to be known as the Gecko Guild everywhere on social media. Um, I'm a streamer. I have just started up with, like, YouTube stuff. Um, I play lots of games. Uh, and yeah, I'm uh, a non-binary trans feminine person, uh, pansexual, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's some stuff about me. You I love use to see she, it. they pronouns. Welcome to we the love show. To see it. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having we me. Want... Yeah, of course. You and, you and I actually know each other in real life. Yes, we do. And I've wanted to have you on the show basically since we started now. <laughs> uh, and basically since we started. And now I'm just really glad to finally have you on, especially since we're talking about a different type of gaming today than we usually do. A what? Would you like for me to start the timer as we begin talking about Yu-Gi-Oh? I would love card games more. on motorcycles. Card games on motorcycles. Card games on motorcycles. Card games on motorcycles. You say. So, Ash, as you are yes. our guest, and thank you for coming on once again. Would you like to start mm -hmm, the discussion yeah. about card games that may or may not be on motorized vehicular transport devices? Sure. Um, I should I just go into like my memories of card games or like what kind of decks I used to play? Or yeah, before no. we dive into that, should we give a very basic overview of Yu-Gi-Oh for our, uh typically if, if the emails I've gotten to the podcast or anything to go off of are very retro gaming inclined audience. So Yu-Gi-Oh, imagine you take. 40 slips of paper, and there's some glitter on the paper, right? Konami gets their <laughs> Elmo's glue, and they throw some glitter on the paper, and you put them in these plastic sleeves, and they're really fucking expensive. And then you shuffle all those pieces of paper, and then you throw them at your opponent, and whoever throws the most paper at the opponent wins. That's Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, that checks More out. Less, That's pretty yeah. accurate. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, I want to focus on memories, especially since both Ash, both you and Jazzy used to actually play Yu-Gi-Oh! on a competitive level. Compared yeah, to me, where I was yeah. just a dumbass kid who, who spent all of their allowance money on uh, printed cardboard. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I played for quite a few years. Um, I kind of started in the... Oh god, when did I start? Um, I think the time period, like the... Um, the format that I started in, this is the language we, we like to use in Yu-Gi-Oh! The format that I started in was, uh, I think, like, Insectors were just kind of, 
falling out of style and it was wind-ups at the time or maybe the other way around i don't remember exactly but i remember like dark worlds was still a thing and zectors were still a thing wind-ups were still around quite heavily actually this was the the period of time where wind-ups had a uh like a combo where they could essentially force you to discard your entire hand on the first turn Mm -hmm. um which was nuts uh and at that time, I was just starting to play and didn't know like almost anything about the game. So I was trying to build a really janky warrior deck, um, like no specific theme or anything. Just it was warriors. Sure. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And uh, it was soon after that, however, that I started like that because the elemental heroes are warriors. I started p- playing uh, elemental heroes. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry. So that's how I kind of got into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry if you heard my printer go off in the background. Um, we have we got a new printer around Yule, and it's wireless. So sometimes my boyfriend will run stuff up, uh, run stuff off up here in the office, and it's always funny when it goes off because it scares the hell out of me. Um, burr. But when printer it comes, go burr. <laughs> printer do go burr. Uh, I started Yu-Gi-Oh around um around 2002 which as many of you will you know rightly recall that's when it came out here in in the west and um i definitely remember opening up packs of legend of blue eyes by dragon and it's really crazy to see people like logan paul opening those up and they're worth like multi thousand dollars now and you know it's funny because there are so many people they're like why did these kids not take better care of the cards because we were kids and we didn't know they would be worth anything so you better believe at the believe... time they weren't really worth much yeah oh, absolutely. <laughs> exactly magic was expensive but Yu-Gi-Oh wasn't so we would just like put a rubber band around our decks usually no card limit at all so sometimes they were like fat decks and just it was just all the cards that you had like all your foils and everything just like raw dogged on the lunchroom table getting catch up mm-hmm. on the dark magician and then you cry about it and it was I stored like, all of my cards in like a, a little plastic Ziploc bag, like a sandwich bag. Yes, the Ziploc bags, the original deck case. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so I started playing. To literally, literally, I was just sorry to interrupt. I was going to say that moment you literally just stored your deck by putting a rubber band around it and throwing it into your lunchbox. Literally. Yeah, basically. That's what I did. Yeah. Sorry, going Gazzy. No, it's okay. Um, so that's when I started playing just right at the beginning. And um, I started playing competitively. Like I, I would play like like schoolyard matches, basically. Like there's that schoolyard is a totally different meta uh, from mm-hmm. like the actual <laughs> meta game. Schoolyard meta is way yeah. different. As in, there's no ban list, and the person who wins is the one who has the rich parents um, <laughs> to buy so many packs. But I started competing. Um, I think I went to my first tournament in like 2004. Yeah, 2004, because it was a chaos format, and um, I got Yada locked. (laughs) And I remember I was was a kid at the time, and this tournament was at the local library, and there was an official Konami judge who came by and was just like, did you really just put the Yada lock on this kid? And I I had no (laughs) idea what had just happened. All I knew is that I had no cards in hand, on field, and it was all gone. And every card I would draw, I'd put right into the graveyard because that's how Yadagarasu works. And that's just like, I can't play the game. 
and and the, the teenager got like <clears throat> reprimanded by the judge and it was really funny but um Aww. i actually started like competing competing when i was a teenager when i was in high school um this is when um synchros were brand spanking new and like when people were still r- running like junk fighter because we didn't have any other synchros um mm-hmm. so i really started competing around teledad format but i really didn't like dig into it until post teledad which was like black wings uh, black wings there we go light swarms um gladiator beasts that era so that's where I really like focus a lot of my attention is like that 2008 to 2009 era of, of time is, is like very, very nostalgic for me. And then I, I competed a little bit more into uh, the Zexel era. Um, so I definitely did tour guide plays into Levier or yeah. <laughs> yep. And doing those yeah. crazy exceed summons. And about the time um, elemental dragons came out, I was just like, uh, this oh is, my god this elemental is, dragon yeah <laughs> no my response to elemental dragons was just playing uh the dragon draw exodia deck and just one turning all of them and make them really mad um and that was elemental really... dragons was such a ridiculous deck though it i remember stupid. that that format very well yeah no that that's about when i started it kind of drifting away from it and you know just recently i got um I got back into it as on like a casual level. Like I played on Discord with a couple of my friends and I just got my hands on a Spellgrounds deck mat. So now you know I've like very firmly cemented my V card right back into my wallet from whence I once lost it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, no, it's a really fun game and it's really fun to like rediscover the old uh formats if if you're not all the way up to all the way up to snuff stuff like pendulums and links, which I know that I'm not. Um Pendulums yeah. were like just starting to be a bigger thing when I started to like kind of slow down with the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I never played with Lynx, but Lynx came out like just after I stopped playing. Yeah, Lynx are really cool. I've been playing around with them on uh, Legacy of the Duelist and they're pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, with Pendulums, though, that's also when I started to leave because I looked at them, I looked at the Klee deck. And then I saw the writing on the wall and I was just like, oh man, Konami really fucked up. Because for yeah. those who don't know, the pendulum mechanic is you can basically dump your whole hand on the board, which you may be thinking, I thought you can only summon one monster per turn. Not with special summons. <laughs> you can just nope. dump your whole hand on the board and then open up your extra deck and just dump all that on the board and then fuck you, you lose. And Oh my god, do you, do you remember Dragoonities? I don't want to remember Dragoonity. Dragoonity <laughs> <laughs> uh, OTKs. Oh my god. god. So like for people who don't know, Dragoonities were a like wing beast and uh, dragon wind based deck. Um, and they were all focused on like synchro summoning. But the combos in that deck, like if you could um, like if you if you practice them well, there were so many different things you could do with that deck. But like there were some turns where there was upwards of like 30 special summons in a single turn to accomplish a very specific board state to to try and get victory um and it was it was wild um i'm trying to remember the exact name i think it was quasar dragon yeah was, quasar dragon yeah Dra- like quasar dragoonities oh my god was 
a nuts deck. I don't know if it was ever like really competitive, but um, I know a couple people uh, in my area played that deck and just the the number of special summons and the the time that you had to wait for them to do everything was just absurd. There was this one kid in uh, college that I would play against and he had a deck that was based around level level chain and then you would he would yes. do like 11 other plays and then eventually get into Quasar and then I would just like that level Quasar. Yeah, exactly just like scoop it up. Or sometimes he would drop a star eater and it's just like okay, I'm still going to scoop it up and everything. Mm-hmm. But they were really fun games, and that's when I was playing um, Chaos Dragons as like my primary deck because I've always been a big fan of like like control and tempo variants in whatever game I play. Um, like for example, in Magic, um, I played uh, Blue Red Delver for a long time, which is like the quintessential tempo build, and I felt you know a lot of the same energy coming out of coming out of uh chaos dragons at the time and then there was this one kid that showed up with dark worlds and he was one mm, of the yeah. most like toxic and pretentious players i've ever met like went full-on like would mansplain the rules to me just because Oof. you know his deck was really good because dark worlds were really good but he thought it was him <laughs> doing <laughs> doing the, the the plays and it's like no 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 and then he'd be, you, you, you know, and you have a second main phase. It's, thank you. I've been playing it since it fucking came out. <laughs> so that is the only time in my life where I've actually gotten tilted at a game where what happened? I got so pissed at him that I just scooped up my cards, put them in my backpack, and I said, what, are you done? And on my way out, I backhanded his cards right the fuck off the table, and all of them went all over like into the air and like confetti and flared to the floor he's like whoa what the fuck and he had to make a decision in that moment like does he pick up his $500 deck off of the floor or does he run after me to beat me up and and I'm not (laughs) proud of that moment but what I will say to the audience members is that he did deserve it and yes it was very very funny so I guess with three minutes on the clock on that note uh, unless you ah if we want, we can do another Yu-Gi-Oh! episode sometime, but or do, do y'all have any particular, like, tournament stories that really stick out? Yeah, the time where I almost uh, topped a regional event with a uh, a Thunder Family Watt deck. Damn! <laughs> Look at you! Damn. Yeah, so, um, one of my favorite decks uh, that I used to play was a Thunder Family and uh, Watt deck, and all of them, for people who don't know, are level 4 Thunder uh, base monsters. Uh, the Thunder family has Ma Hunter, Pa Hunter, and Sis Hunter. Uh, and then the Watt cards that you would use are only, literally only Watt Cobra and um, Watt Giraffe. Uh, and the point of it was that um, there was a card in the deck that was part of the Watt family lineup that was called uh, Thunder Seahorse. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, that was part of the Thunder family lineup, I should say. Um, and Thunder Seahorse is what made the deck so good. Um, because the entire deck was it was an is an Xyz deck. So for people who don't know what Xyz are, they came just after Synchros, and Xyz summons um, require multiple cards of the same level, and you would overlay them on top of each other and summon the Xyz monster on top of it. Um, and so typically you wanted a lot of monsters of the same level. Um, but there was a lot of level, or sorry, not level, but rank four Xyz cards that were really good at just playing like kind of a control type deck. 
and like a control type strategy. So there's things like Abyss Dweller, which like um, nullified effects from like the graveyard. There were things like uh, oh, I forget the exact name of a card of the, of the card, but there was another card where you could t- detach material to like absorb an enemy monster um, and things things of that nature. Uh, so a lot of removal, a lot of effect negation. But the way it worked was Thunder Seahorse would allow you to search for two level four Thunder type monsters that were under 1500 attack and had the same name. So you would run three, hun- uh, three Maw Hunter, three Paw Hunter, two Sis Hunter, uh, three um, of the Watt Cobra and two of the Watt Giraffe. And it was just, it was really funny because Maw Hunter and Paw Hunter both had the same effect where it just allowed you to summon another level four Thunder type monster. And you could just go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until you summoned like a Watt Giraffe or like a Watt Cobra. And the Watt monsters allow you to just attack directly for like a thousand, a thousand damage to get their effects. And I don't know, it, it was just a really off meta and really silly deck that. I'm really glad that I put so much time and effort into. Um, and yeah, I I won a lot of local tournaments with it and almost topped a regional event with it as well. Nice. That's incredible. And also the timer is going off. Uh, oh, that's gosh. it right I'm sorry. now. <laughs> no, that's no, perfect. That's Again, I mean, we can do another Yu-Gi-Oh! episode sometime because this is, I really just, I'm not sure if you realize, but I wasn't talking much during that. Not because I don't have any stories, but as I said, y'all just have so many great stories with this that, mm. like, both of y'all, I'm serious. I just love Aww. it. I just. I when just, you were talking about Dark Souls, story. when you were talking about, uh, not Dark Souls, uh, Dark Worlds, Jazzy, I was yeah. just like, oh my fucking God. Yeah, literally. Okay. Yeah. So the thing with the Dark Worlds deck is that, like, while Dark Worlds was good, it, it developed such a negative reputation because of the type of people that it attracted. Oh, yeah. Like, the type of people who ended up playing that deck were, like, the scummiest, most toxic people around. They were and the they ones who they were wear, so like, good at the game. They, wore, they would wear yeah. tap out to, like, tournaments. The edgiest. Like, yeah. You could the smell edgiest them. edgiest Yu-Gi-Oh players. Yeah. Did, they smell of, did they smell of Axe? Oh, they yeah. didn't smell of Axe. They smelled of just ass. <laughs> well, Axe, Axe and B.O. mixed together. Oh, I hate they were, it. So, they were the type of crowd like, who would like unironically like... listen to Trapped Headstrong. I literally knew somebody who played Dark Worlds like consistently, like for like the entire time that it was actually relevant in the competitive scene. I, I this person played Dark Soul or Dark Worlds religiously, and um, like the type of person that they were. I remember like going to a tournament with this person and the night before they intentionally didn't take a shower because they wanted their smell to distract players. Yuck. No. No. (laughs) I found the best diversion tactic is I've been using secret brand deodorant since way before um, I even knew I was trans and way before I started transitioning. That has always been like the deodorant that has worked best for me. So I would just mm-hmm. walk in the card shop smelling like roses and baby powder. And I feel like that was a better distraction because it's like, who smells like a girl here? And it's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would always, <laughs> that would always work one Girl where? Yeah, exactly. There's a whammon playing my card game. There's a woman <laughs> in my card shop. <laughs> you see, who needs card games on motorcycles when you can have just a woman in a card shop? 
I could talk about Yu-Gi-Oh for so long though, like just all the different decks I played. I have such fond memories of that game, but such like ridiculously just dumb memories when it came to the community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're going to have what, what to do saying? another Yu-Gi-Oh episode. Oh yeah. I was going to say I was I'm going I'm going to I think I should call this like I think this episode is going to be called like all right, you know how there's that PS1 game, Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories? The mm-hmm. one that's coming in the mail from Canada Post? Wink nudge, along Wink with nudge. Diablo and Gradia. Fuck yeah. I like, how, I like how I've made both of y'all indulge in PS1 addictions lately as well. I'm nothing if not a good a good. I mean, I was already addicted to the yeah. PS1. I just didn't have the PS1 games. I was going to say, what's yeah. this Wii shit? <laughs> I've already <laughs> been there. I've been there since I was a kid. <laughs> No, yeah, PS1 like, was uh, my first system. Oh, nice. I'm, 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 being, I'm being like a dealer. I'm hooking mm-hmm. y'all up. I'm giving y'all the goods. I'm opening up. I went to like instinctively like open up like my jacket and do the motion, except I'm not wearing a jacket. I'm wearing my fiance's hoodie. Mm-hmm. You're like a headhunter for PS1. <laughs> the, the PS1 whisper. This has gotten off top. Off, off track. We should. This is just going to be our forbidden Yu-Gi-Oh memories part one. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do this again. I've, yes. I've really enjoyed it. Likewise. Yes. Uh, thank you for coming so... on the show again. Uh, we're totally not going to see you in five minutes when we record the next episode <laughs> that will be released a week after this one goes up. <laughs> and, and a week early for those of you on Patreon. Stop thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, plug where everyone can find you. Uh, so I stream on twitch.tv slash arcade Ashlyn. Uh, soon I'll be rebranding that to the Gecko Guild, so keep an eye out for that name as well. Um, I'm just waiting on a couple of like the art assets to come back, and then that change will be happening across all my social media platforms. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter uh, under the same name, and uh, also on YouTube. I have a uh, a channel that I'm just starting out with that i'm i'm getting a lot of advice and direction uh from jamie about uh actually and um yeah i'm excited to see y'all there yeah oh yeah and of course this has been speedrun and if you have ideas for future episodes and you can email me at jamie at stuffweplay.com uh jazzy at jazzy at stuffweplay.com or message us on discord or on twitter uh you can find me on Twitter at stuff we play or jazzy at jazzy starshine. You can also support us via Patreon, get extra perks such as your name and the YouTube video per, uh, credits on the stuff we play channel and podcast episodes a week early at patreon.com slash stuff we play. Jazzy, did I forget anything? That is it. That is it. So with that, thank you very much for listening. Stay classy and we'll see you Next, next time. time. Next time. Next time. Jinx. <laughs> All right. See ya. Next time.